0: Hello and welcome to Coffee and the Cosmos with Segimabe, And I'm your host, Craig Wells. And we're having another great day today. You know, I want to bring you to a somber place today. First of all, let me go ahead and decree to you shalom. Namaste, the light in me. Sees the light in you. The place that you're sitting is the place of the light of God. You know, the Father is so faithful, so, so faithful to stand with you no matter what you go through, no matter how great you become, no matter how high the mountain is, No matter how low the valley is, he is with you. I want to talk a little bit about going through the journey of the desert place. Probably not a very popular title. We'll see how many people listen to it today. But you know, sometime in your life, you'll be Moses. You, I'm not talking about Moses that opened up the Red Sea or caused ten plagues or commanded water from rock or put up a staff that represented Yeshua and the healing of all the serpents and things that would attack the people, though that is a great side of Moses. And I'm not talking about the Moses that stood in Jethro's camp in Married his daughter and went before the mountain of the Lord and did look upon it and to it drew him into what I know as the secret place even to the place of the death of himself if you remember they said the mountain of the Lord was forbidden that no one can go and look upon the Lord but they're like that is where God dwells so clearly they have seen signs and wonders in the heavens and the sky to show forth the essence of the presence of God that was on the mountain. But even with the fear of death of humanity, he went there. Though this is great. I, I love the Ten Commandments. I know it's not biblically correct with Charleston Heston, but I'm telling you, he just plays such a good part in that movie and what they did about a story of a man that heard God and saved the people. I love it when I think about when Moses went up and the father began to speak to him and said, I am that I am. Or when he gave him the Ten Commandments, the holy finger of God written the word of Yahweh, on a rock scroll for him to carry that which was written by God Almighty. I mean, think of these great, incredible things that also think about the tabernacle of Moses that was built by the word of the Lord that came to him and that when the glory came and fell upon him, everyone went in their tents and they looked out the door and said they saw Moses talking to God and God talking to Moses as a man talks to a man, as a friend talks to a friend. Now, think how incredible this was. Moses also could go into the holies of holies that which represented the portal into heaven where Yahweh would come and sit on it and he would be dimensionally shifted into the heavenly realm to be with Abba, Father. Now, I could tell you all these great stories about Moses. I mean, I love what they did. I'll be honest with you, I love the Prince of Egypt too. That's a cartoon version of Moses when... He blew the nostrils of God as he put out his staff to the water, and the water opened before him, and it was dry land, and all of a sudden, they showed like this whale swimming by. I mean, boy, did it just run chills up and down my spine. Or I love it in the Prince of Egypt when uh, the hymn that represents Moses was up on the mountain of the Lord and he was basically, you know, telling God he, he, he couldn't speak right, he couldn't do right. And, you know, why would he be choosing him? And he said, you know, Am I not God? You know? Did I not make the blind and the sick? Can I can I not basically he's saying I can do all these things. I can heal. I can deliver. But when he did this, I the the boy that's playing the young Moses on the mountain, which we know that's not reality and age, but he cowered down under the greatness as he shivered before the presence of Almighty God. I've been in that presence, so I know what he was feeling. It almost brings tears to my eye every time I see it, even though it's, not, it's a cartoon. I mean, don't get religious. Well, brother, that stuff's not biblically correct 100%. No, it's not. We've been calling him Moses our whole life, but he's Moshe. So, I mean, of course not, but God goes by the heart condition of what you're studying and learning that you can learn it and God can speak to you through it. And I would love to tell you about all these great things that Moses did, but I need to talk to you about something a little deeper. And that is when he was in Pharaoh's camp. And he was a prince of Egypt and he caught sight of the vision of the Lord of who he was and he killed an Egyptian and now he has a death sentence on him by pharaoh now why would a prince of Egypt have a death sentence by pharaoh Egyptians killed people at will all they want Egyptian princes and kings were like gods and pharaohs were like gods but he ran, he ran and he ran and he ran and he ran and he ran into the desert. And he ran into the desert of scorpions and snakes and freezing cold and super hot and waterless. Going after a passion, our vision, our thought, our mindset in his heart, even though it was stemmed with fear because Pharaoh wanted to kill him. He ran into a place where he had to lose himself. And along the way he lost his princely robe, as to say, the authority of it. He might have kept his garments, but he had no more authority of it. The soles of his shoes were tattered and torn. His staff brow beaten by the sun by day and the coldness by night as face weathered by the temperatures and by the wind and the sandstorms, his mind wearied by the loneliness and the desperation of needing to find life and could not find none, as he was being compelled to seek after the unknown, knowing that there must be something greater but not knowing exactly what it is, slowly but surely he had to lose his identity. Slowly but surely he had to lose his greatness. Slowly but surely he had to lose even the control of his mindsets of what he thought life would be or become or how he would get there. And oh, he even had to forget the pain of the suffering of this the children of Israel that he just became aware of that that was his kinfolk that was his family, that's his cousins his aunts, his uncles, his grandparents, his mom, his dad, his heritage was being browbeat out of him by he was just longing to survive on his way to his journey of meeting his God and then he meets what? A priest, a, Midian, a, Midian. Jethro in his tent, one that knew of God and began to live in his house. No more was he the prince of Egypt, the ruler of all mankind. No more could he identify with his past and the greatness of it. No more did he have the power to do as he thought he could have done or would have done. He's now a shepherd. Tending sheep. Having the remembrance of his family and his inheritance that he never knew deep in his heart longing to find the God that he longed to find, though it was costing him everything along the way. Instead of ruling a kingdom, now he ruled sheep and goats and ran off serpents and wolves as his heart was beating, awaiting for the promise and the purpose of God. Though his trial was hard in the desert for 40 years, waiting to hear the word of the Lord, longing to know a God that he never knew, to hear from a God he could not see and did not even know God's name. Wondering who in the world could deliver his people from bondage who could heal them, who could deliver them, who could set them free. Only a God, as he himself took on a wife and bore children, staying in the land of Meridian and just waiting for God as he suffered along the way, getting a new identity, a new cloak, a new rod though he could not see it at first, that he himself would be the deliverer. He himself would be the chosen one. But it wasn't chosen because he was the great pharaoh and all the success he had. It was chosen because he was defeated, Prince of Egypt, weakened and tattered and torn. And the natural realm, being burnt out all the entrapments of the earth, was being burnt and seared out of him, that the place of God, the tabernacle of Yahweh, could be established in his heart, his mind, his soul, and his spirit. He would no longer walk after the ways of the flesh, but he would walk after the ways of the spirit. In the wilderness is where you become likened to the risen sun. In the wilderness is where you'll find the losing of yourself, but the renewing of your mind. In the wilderness is where more pain will ever be than you can imagine. But that is the pain that will set your spirit free to be more than you could imagine. This is Apostle Craig Sagimabe Samat Gimo Ayen Bet speaking deep to your spirit, the passion, the strength, the promise, the shalom, the scroll of the word of the Lord over you as you engage Yahweh and delight in your wilderness experience until the promise comes, for surely the promise will come. I love you more than words can say. You are so beautiful until tomorrow. Shalom.